Hello, everybody. Before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company. There is no ads here. But if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. N-O-T-U-S books.org, not us books.org. Hey, Sherry. Hey. Thank you for joining me here on this kind of off-topic subject. I've invited you here to talk to me about polyamory, which in other words means multiple loves to many people, or a three-way or more-way relationship, open or closed. It's kind of an ill-defined concept, and I asked you to look into it because I didn't think you knew about it. And I wanted to let you kind of open it, but I also wanted to say the reason we're even making this is because it comes up. It just comes up. I get asked about it quite often. It's usually by young people. And although the majority of my audience on all of my accounts is young males, young girls also ask about this. They ask about polyamory. They ask if I've ever had any experience with it or know anybody who has had experience with it, if it's something that's worth practicing. And so... That's what we're going to investigate today. Now, Sherry, since this is new to you, I'd like to let you kind of open with some of the more interesting things that you found so far. Well, me and you spoke about this, and I think you know my like my stance on this. But um, <clears throat> Well, hold, hold on one second about the stance. By the way, this has nothing to do with anybody who actually practices this. I've practiced it a little tiny bit. I've been introduced to it, but... Nobody who practices it ever asks me about it, right? So we're, I, this is not really personal. This is just our outside opinion, and we don't it's practice true. this. Right? So just full disclosure. Anyways, continue. Um, I mean, I find it interesting, you know. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't understand. Um, basically, like how... Um, people can detach from their feelings to be with multiple people. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how they can't be jealous. I don't understand, like, there's a lot of things that I don't understand about it. I am reading and <clears throat> the things that I'm reading basically is saying that women who don't want to love just one person, they want to love multiple people, you know, and they don't want to love them for like in long, um, for like in a long, for a long time, you know, they want it. It's like short term. So I don't know. I just, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting, but at the same time, I feel like it's not, it's not fulfilling for me. Like I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be able to do it basically. And I would say too, since most of the people who would ever be listening to me are young males, that all of the, the real solid women, you know, the, the 10 out of 10s, the catches, they, none of them are really interested in this at all. You know, their attitude is more, if a man can't, you know, really be solid for me, then I'm not going to bother sort of thing. And, but like even strict on that, like they're not even going to go on a date with somebody or look them up and down and say, you know, can this guy take care of me? And it's a yes or a no on the spot. This is real life. But I want to say that in practice, my, my experience with polyamory is that most of the people that have entered into it, even including myself are trying to avoid the commitment largely because they've been hurt before, largely because they've been taken advantage of before. This is part of why polyamory is such a big part or overlapping part of modern feminism is because it does empower women, you know, to not have to take crap from men and to put their foot down and say, I'm going to live the way that I want, basically, including the freedom of your own body, you know, and uh, a lot of people would find that foreign too. exactly like, you know, how can you have a relationship without commitment? But again, commitment was largely a problem in a lot of these people's lives beforehand. Why? Why can't you be? Why can't you have freedom of your body and be committed though? What's what's? You know what would be different? Well, we talked about that too. Like, I mean, the difference. We had a preamble talk about this so that we were prepared, right? You can still swing and not and be monogamous, right? Like, I don't do this, but you know, this is like our parents' generation, the seventies and whatever. It was common for married couples to have sex with other people without entering into a polyamorous relationship, 
right? Without entering into all the complications of a relationship. And I think a lot of people that are entering into it are, it really is more about the sex, not necessarily in having sex, but more in about having a, a single lifestyle. And it feels like this is sort of the lengths that we've had to go in modern life, um, you know, with the scope on everything that we do to justify what was more or less a normal single life 10, 20 years ago, even in my experience, meaning that you could feel free to date multiple people without having to commit to them, at least males, right? And this is probably, this is part of kind of why I defended here a little bit too for girls when they're asking me, like, there's something to learn here within polyamory, especially for all the girls that I know and some of them that are interested in this at this point in their life is partially because they've overcommitted to someone early in life that they re either weren't, you know, fully compatible with. Just like my my best friends growing up, you know, we don't really talk all that much now. It's just we don't have that much in common anymore. It's just how it is. A lot of people with their high school lover took it way too far and, you know, just sort of felt bad to back out of it or whatever. This goes to towards the freedom of your own body and freedom of choice and really feeling empowered to again see who you want <clears throat> and be able to say if you don't like it whatever man i'm 19 years old you know i want to see some other people and see what this is all about that kind of thing because so, a lot of people who are asking are 19 years old you know that's what well that's a good point you're saying when you're young that's fine because young people usually don't want to be committed anyways but when you come to the point where at your like say like in your mid-20s late 20s where you want to be like in a relationship why can't you be in a relationship and be committed and yet um you know be still empowered don't take crap from men from men you know why do you have to like be in multiple like relationships in order to do that i, I don't feel like you you need to do that you can you can still like do whatever you want to do while you're still in a relationship unless it's about sex like if you just want to have like a lot of if somebody's not meeting your needs and, you know, you want multiple partners so one partner can meet your needs for this and then another partner can meet your needs for that. And that's a different story, right? That, that's, to me, that's different. That's about sex. But if you, if you don't want to be committed, then that's something about, like I said, and I said this to you before, that it's, it's a commitment issue, like, right? Because you can be committed if you want to and you can, you can be empowered, you know? You, you, can, you don't have to take crap from men. You know, you can find somebody that's going to, you know, meet your wants and your needs. You mentioned something when we talked earlier on like the polygamy shows, by the way, the difference polyamory <clears throat> it goes both ways. Polygamy is one dude and a, a bunch of girls, right? The, the walrus, you know, and then the pack of females. But you mentioned that it's common in a lot of cultures for these women to live in different places. They don't live in the same house. Yeah. for many many reasons and many of them are very, very practical yeah expecting everybody to get along as soon as there's three people oh my goodness like a two-person relationship i think most mature people can agree is a lot of work on both ends i know a lot of women mature women that feel the exact same way like man one man is more than enough right especially you throw a couple of kids in there hands are full and a lot of these guys that are asking about this thinking about oh, this might be cool or something, or this might be really who I really am. In my opinion, you know, if you're anything like the 22-year-old me, you're probably really just not focused enough on your own game plan because it chews up a lot of time to be bouncing around relationships and they might not be the one for you. You might just have to date and, and be firm on non-commitment until you're sure. That's totally fine. But dating two or three, four people at once, it... it exhausting forget about the it's sex very exhausting yeah you know it, it's not easy to get sex too from a person you have to do a lot you have to be there and you have to put up with a lot and once you've slept with somebody once you kind of have to be accountable to them afterwards usually you know or it's kind of nothing and as you were saying well what's the point if it's nothing what's the point if we have no commitment well there's another point like you were saying about how you know the usually the women don't live together you know because human nature how can you like how can you get rid of that how can you get rid of like jealousy how can you get rid of like emotions how can you it's hard you know and i know i know in um polyamory they work on that you know um there's something where i don't know if i'm actually pronouncing this word right but they're using the word compersion compersion i think and it basically means learning to be happy for one's um 
for one partner gaining pleasure from other partners. And I just, I don't know how that would work, right? You can try all you want, but your feelings are your feelings. You can't like, you can't get rid of that. And human nature, I don't know, jealousy, how do you get rid of that? It's it's very difficult. It's kind of weird. It's it's one thing to be um, proud of your friend and happy for your friend. Say your friend just got real successful. They just closed the biggest deal of their life. They just moved into this big new house and all this stuff. It'd be weird for you. It's okay for you to be happy and it's normal. And you should be happy for them. And you should like call them and say, yo, congratulations. But it'd be weird for you to expect to move in with them or something too. You know, like we, we don't need to, to have it all in life kind of thing. sort of what i'm getting at and i don't think this greediness pays off per se we also talked about the polygamy is kind of common out there in the world we have a little bit of case studies to look at usually the male is pretty wealthy and like this is just like one of the first practical considerations that from a dude standpoint a girlfriend costs money you know one kid costs money I'm 31 years old. Most of the girls my age already have a kid. If I'm out there on the dating scene, most of them are already going to have a kid. If you, you see what I'm saying here, this starts to add up extremely quickly. And although, sure, all the independent women stuff, get it, obviously. But if we are having families and stuff, uh, we, we do need to devote time to that. A woman's going to need to take time off to have children, seriously. Um, we either need one big house or multiple houses at the kind of thing, right? If I'm one dude with three wives and I'm splitting three houses, I still need to be halfway in on three houses. That's still 1.5 houses for myself. You know, it's more than I would need for half of a house with a regular, mature, independent woman in a family unit, right? But if if you don't mind me uh, ranting a little bit on this, and I wouldn't mind if you picked up on it from a female's perspective too. When this came up on my story a little while ago, I kind of answered some of the practical things like, Dudes might think it's cool to even, and, and girls too, they might think on the opposite that it's okay to uh, like date multiple dudes. You're not going to have them in the same room or in the same bed, most likely, even with the threesome situation. Ask most real people who have had them. Most of the time, you don't even really want to hang out afterwards, let alone, you know, have life together afterwards. But uh, I wouldn't want to sleep in a bed with three women, truthfully. Usually you share a bed with another human being. They're stealing blankets and stuff. Like, it's just, <laughs> seriously. It, remember when you were kids and you had sleepovers? There's, like, eight kids. It's like, okay, it's kind of fun. But, man, like, my back kind of hurts in the morning. And, like, I don't want to do that the next day. I want to go home the next day kind of thing. I don't want to sleep with two women. You know, I wouldn't want to deal with two sets of in-laws. I wouldn't want to deal with, like, six kids or however many kids we got here going on. I wouldn't want to share a bathroom with two women. I wouldn't expect two women to share a bathroom, you know? Like, I, even a clean woman like they got stuff you know like i can imagine three closets worth or three women's worth of closets in this house and i'm well, my mind's being blown all the time with the laundry thinking about every little aspect of this lifestyle you know can i ask something when you say two in-laws like is that does that actually really happen do they like are the in-laws actually involved like does that because when i think about polyamory it's but basically just the individuals that are involved i don't think about their mothers i don't think about does that actually happen where everybody else is involved as well? From my experience and bias from the people that I was hanging out with at the time that I was introduced to this, that most of the people that are practicing it are kind of already fringe people. They're either more like anarchist punk kind of people. And, you know, just sort of like me, we already have a strange relationship with our parents. Our parents already know we're kind of wonky. Or they're the LGBTQ kind of variety you know the funky blue hair piercings tatting they're out there type of people they're practicing polyamory as well that's very very common as well right so when you're asking a lot of these questions i mean to me we're looking at very different demographics of people um than than the average person looking to move forward in the world these are these are kind of isolated pockets and i could be wrong but i really don't see this being practiced um, openly in the cities, it's kind of common now for young people to be doing it. That's but again, like thinking, to, yeah. to me, it just resembles the social media version or the social justice version or the justified version of what was just dating before without commitment, right? And in the past, too, again, I'm saying this because before social media, you could sneak around a little bit and like you could have a date and not everybody know about it, kind of thing. It's like we got a small town in the whole world right now, right? So, uh, you know, a lot of these women they do feel the need to just come out and say it 
look, I'm, I'm freely open with my body and I choose who to be with that kind of thing. This is just literally excusing the fact of sleeping with people. And I don't think that's necessary, especially when you're young. I don't think the taboo is that strong. And uh, entering into polyamory is, is so much more complicated than, than regular dating, truly. Hmm. Give, me a, give me a thought here before I <laughs> ramble too much further. Um, I, I'm still imagining, like, imagine all these, like, in-laws just being involved with their kids. <laughs> it's just super weird. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you want to, like, move on to the next point? Yeah. Well, and hold on. Uh, you mentioned detached. Like, that was one of the first words that you mentioned to me, and I circled it. And I mentioned that most of these people have kind of been hurt from it been hurt already in relationships maybe been abused in relationships right maybe been controlled in relationships whatever and i don't think they are really uh, i don't think you're meant to fully detach from it no matter what they say I, I don't think that's a natural thing i think that's an avoidance behavior and i think we are supposed to commit um sort of almost to everything in life like you're supposed to commit to your garden if you don't commit to your garden your garden's going to die if you don't commit to your dog your dog's going to die Okay. Or it's going to run away. But see, you know? the examples you're giving, it's only like one thing. It's like you're committing to that garden. It's just one garden. And if you're committing to that dog, like, you know, or even multiple dogs, it's not going to be as exhausting as committing. How to many like... gardens can you tend? Right. But, but committing to like more than one human being and trying to like share love. I, I find that very like it, it doesn't I don't think it's going to work. It's confusing. Like, how do you love one person equally? With, like you're you're going to end up loving one person more. It's going to happen. It's going to naturally happen. And I feel well, like... that's where you get those weird things of primary and secondary and stuff. But you mentioned this is why you have to sort of detach from jealousy because this is a sort of a natural condition to me. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it says that this is something they practice. They need to like learn how to deta detach. And then to me, if they're learning how to detach, that means it just becomes like casual sex. It's not really like, they're not really, they're not intimate. It's not going to be the same intimacy that's going to be between um, two people that are in a relationship it's not going to be the same at all you're totally right from that sherry honestly from experience like it's very very hard to know where you stand with somebody in this sort of a setup and uh i, I really like certainty in my life i really just like to be told this is how it is right where do we stand this is okay we are friends we are friends right okay trust we trust each okay boom i accept it until some otherwise something changes that but with polyamory, the boundaries are so loose. It's, it's, again, it's extremely confusing. I mentioned to you, you know, you could be making love to somebody one night and uh, it's uh, mm -hmm. great. And then the next night, you know, the, you can't get a hold of them kind of thing. And like they could be doing anything. They could just be totally just doing anything, totally innocent, whatever. But you have no idea and your mind's racing for no reason because these possibilities are there for no reason. And unless you've totally given up the reins, then it's going to bother you and it bothered me. And I never really found myself being that jealous, but I never found myself needing to be right. And wondering, you know, why, why would a person want to spend this night with this other person instead of me kind of thing? And it's not about just being greedy and hogging everyone. I don't know. I hope it's not, uh, doesn't sound too bleeding heart, but I think a lot of people will, will kind of understand when you're thinking of somebody that you like and they're with somebody else, it's weird, you know. Of I don't think it's a pleasant feeling for anybody at any point in history, uh, male or female or anything. And some people can deal with it. Some people can cope with it. Some people, even throughout history, have dealt with cheating spouses by just developing relationships themselves on the side. You know, I don't think that's the optimal condition, though, in my opinion. Optimal condition? What are you talking about? I don't think it's the optimal human condition to be that scattered about, to have your interests oh, all scattered oh, around. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. To have all these jealousies, like your primary partners. And by the way, like this doesn't even have to be sexual. I have a primary male partner. He's upstairs. I asked him to give us some quiet here. You know, his well-being is extremely important to me. I couldn't have six or seven best friends with that same level of uh, care. Of, their, of what happens to them you know what i mean like if something affects his well-being it's literally directly going to affect it my well-being yeah that's that, that's one thing but in the other f form of it 
by being so close, we're so much more powerful, right? When you do get one partner and like one good woman, one good man, you are now a superhuman together. You're more than two. It's more than one plus one, right? But when you start splitting that up, no, this is why like all army units and governments, they're organized with kind of small units. One person looking after a few people, those people in charge of a few people, those people in charge of a few people, because this is all we can handle. But as soon as those everybody's desires gets too intertwined, we can't service them all. Really, You just really can't make everybody happy. Hopefully your best friend doesn't want as much attention from you as your business partner does, as your wife does. You're just simply not going to be able to do it, right? But when you do have all these partners, it's, I would expect a lot of time. I, I expect a lot of time. I would I expect a lot of commitment, emotion, work. You know, money's going to go into this. Any relationship, be realistic. If money's involved and, in you know, you tend to have a, a talk about it at some point, how this is all going to be handled. This is not uncommon for people to negotiate, you know, who pays for dates and stuff all the way up. Well, this all becomes extremely, extremely complicated. And I think the, the benefits um, are almost surreal and, and imaginary that rather than actual benefits, I think all those things listed, even just the practical stuff, sharing a house with too many people, it's really not that fun. I've lived with a bunch of people over the years. It's fun for a, a minute, you know, especially if they're cool people and whatever, but really we tend to break break down into smaller and smaller pairs. And at the end of the day, we tend to enjoy that real small unit around the campfire. You know, I don't want to tell my day to more than one person. It's boring. And like, just why? Why do I want to repeat myself? All this stuff. It's not just about that, though. Also, like you said, it's complicated and it becomes so much drama. There's 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 going to be so much things happening on day to day and you're, you don't you don't want to deal with that you don't want to deal with drama you know and it's just I don't know it becomes especially if you put women like women there's a lot of drama between women all the damn time like no matter what it is there's always going to be drama so imagine like having to live with those people every single day and just like trying to like you know guys this is true from like everything I've ever known <laughs> about yeah. The human experience. Like, girls can get along and stuff. But same, so can guys. They can get along. Just don't put them in close quarters and make them live together exactly. very long. You're, you're exactly. Gonna, you're going to see ugly quick. Yeah. Like, no matter what, we get ugly with our brothers and, and stuff when we're in close quarters. And every good relationship has drama, right? Two people that are independent and strong-minded, that means those people are going to stand up for what they believe in and such. That means there's going to be arguments. There should be, but they're going to handle them as well. That's fine. It's just that this is part of what makes a relationship such a massive amount of work. Right. But uh, again, the bond between those two people, that also pays it off. You hear these things like you don't meet a good man without a good woman behind him. Uh, maybe that's true. People say the other way around, but they don't usually say that about women. But on my end, truthfully, I don't trust a single male as far as I trust a married man. Just period. If I meet a married man, 100%, he's notched three or four notches up my level of immediate trust and respect. Because I know the amount of work it takes literally just to hold the title. You know, just to gain and hold the title of holding down a woman. You know, it's a, it's a bad respect. I think a lot of people are, um, a lot of young guys are, are trying to skip that. Straight up, they're just trying to skip that. The, collect all these women. Let me say too, that walrus, right? The walrus with all the all the female walrus. I don't know if they have a different name for them. Or the lion, you know, one lion, bunch of female lions. Those alpha males don't really live that long, you know? It doesn't seem like the most glamorous life. They have to fight to the death every spring, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some perks, but really... The... Wait, what do you mean they have to fight? Like, why? Like the king, the alpha walrus? Because the other walrus are going to come up and challenge him every single spring. Okay. He's going to have to fight one, one after the other. And then one day he's going to die young. He's going to be killed by some next young male who's going to take his harem. And uh, the, the polygamous Utah or whatever, like I get it too, but I'm a guy with hobbies and, and ambition and stuff. Like I couldn't imagine going to one house to see one family one night. And then one house to go see another family the other night. And like, you know, all these different birthdays and stuff. Like, I forget birthdays of the people that are closest to me. And I got like a handful of people in my life. And I can't remember their birthdays already. You know? 
again, in-laws and all this crazy stuff. My mind's spinning. I need a secretary just to deal with the second relationship. And uh, I don't know how you're going to be the big boss with that, right? If you're already the big boss and you can, you can handle six women or whatever, you're probably not asking me. The truth is that most people who are even exploring this territory, they're probably more about the, the new age, open mind, um, you know, empowerment, personal empowerment, female empowerment, uh, maybe in the anarchist movement as well. Again, this comes up, free love. But I think a lot of it is being lazy from the reality of life. I think a lot of it ignores, well, I know for a fact, a lot of feminism ignores sex differences, which is a very important topic, literally kind of assumes that we're sort of the same people with the same motivations. And I do not think that is true. You know, wait, males are different than females. Wait, when you say that, say that again, like the sex differences in what way, how? Well, yes, yeah, a lot of people will be like, what, is this even controversial? No, it's in modern thinking, a lot of it, a lot of the social justice stuff, a lot of the feminist stuff ignores sex differences. They're pushing for equality and erasing sex differences. Okay, and this is part saying. of how this is part of how something like polyamory can even come to exist. Right. Because before all people would think of would be polygamy. Of course, it's the male with multiple females. But no, this is a movement that specifically empowers women to make that choice, too. And many of the proponents of this movement are women. And again, in my experience, I was introduced to this by a woman who demanded that we do this or look into it or whatever is where I started looking into this. And again, 50-50 split probably between the people who ask me about this in real life to, that are girls and that are guys. Almost all of them young. But I think many of them are ignoring these sex differences. I think a lot of these girls that want to empower themselves uh, are being told by the media world of our day that you know they're kind of superhumans girls you can just do whatever you want I'm not saying that girls can't but i'm saying it's the wrong message for anyone to just say that inherently you're awesome and you can just do whatever you want you know you probably do have natural needs and inclinations and it's much uh, more beneficial in my opinion to to go with that and with guys this is just where you got girls largely running this movement kind of telling guys that they shouldn't be jealous which to me is insane and further cut me off if you want to jump in here sherry but further this also ignores male hierarchies right it assumes that male hierarchies are a product of our environment basically a product of our social environment and that under the right circumstances the right conditions or the right open contract or whatever that we can suppress both sex differences themselves and also differences between males and male hierarchies and male dominance behavior. I don't know. I can't comment on that much because I have no experience. Um, but Well, you read that they're telling you basically that jealousy is just wrong, so you just suppress it. This is the equivalence of ignoring I <laughs> basic mean, human nature. It, it, it's, it's true. It's true. But, I, I mean... Don't women get jealous as well, though? I, I, it's absolutely. Not... No, they absolutely do. And I understand... But you got to think here, too. So think of the, a lot of the women entering this mindset. They've been beat up by w dudes sometimes literally their whole life. They're entering into this type of relationship environment where they're saying, you know what, I'm just going to see multiple people. I'm never going to let any of them get that close to me. I'm going to keep them all on a leash and I'm going to tell them to leave when I want them to leave. You know, that type of a woman... She's probably focused on what she's doing, to be honest. She's probably not that jealous right now. And she's probably been screwed around by guys, so That's she actually true. doesn't care that much. So think about that type of a woman, right? And uh, she's actually probably much more likely to suppress jealousy. Whereas males, I don't, I, don't see, I don't see that happening. It seems the more mistreated or they feel that they've been by women, uh, the more jealous and stuff that they'll actually be. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I want to say, too, I don't know if you agree. I'm saying there's a difference between an alpha and a beta male. And probably most males out there, especially young males, they're probably leaning towards the alpha. And not every person is equal by any means, especially in the very basic physical traits. Every male that meets each other, unless we're born on the exact same day at the exact same time, someone's going to be a bit older, someone's going to be a bit taller, someone's going to be a bit heavier, Someone's going to have a bit more money, you know, and whether you whether you care to admit it or not or whether you like it or not, we're smelling each other all the time. 
and within half a second, we can tell what this other dog in front of us, who he is, where he stands on the hierarchy. Is he a threat to us? Literally half a second. Most people who are paying attention can size somebody up and determine what kind of a dog they are and how they're going to behave to you, you know. And this is going to be true in all of these multi-relationships, right? Then we might act polite. If you're not paying attention, you won't see it. Well, 100% the dude meets the other dude, just like you meet your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend or something like that. It's a moment where those two dogs go up to each other and they smell each other's butts. And it happens within a split second as you're shaking the hand. Hey, man, nice to meet you. Just as that, boom, I just sized him up, top to bottom. I determine whether he's above or below me. And that's going to determine my next behavior. And I'm not a psychopath here. This is just like literally what humans do, especially human males do in a blink of an eye. And they're not going to admit it most of the time. I'm trying to say like, um, do you think that a lot of it though, like has to do with confidence as well? whether it's for women or men? Well, on the female end, I think a lot of it is confidence and it's good confidence that they should have, again, like I said, but they should also feel confident enough to commit to the right person uh, when they feel it. But they're saying basically, like in the article and I was reading that um, a woman is actually not confident enough that a man is is going to like basically just be committed to her and that's why she enters the polyamory relationship it's like it's easier it's like you're not gonna get hurt you know that's it it's okay like you you're not compromising much you know i get it it's kind of a i I get it they do say this and it's kind of a cop-out to me because they're like um basically you don't you don't trust me enough you know you you don't trust me that i still love you and all this kind of stuff i'm still gonna come back home and whatever whatever i don't know man like uh, you enter into a relationship the person's not in a cage even if you're married I like to always say, you know, you can leave anytime you want, obviously. And if you if you do want to leave, you kind of should. It's, I don't think it's right to hang around if you don't. Maybe we can work on it. Maybe we can talk about it. But, like, I don't even really know where I'm going with that. But, like, the, the contract itself is kind of important. It, it needs, you, you can leave, you know. It just doesn't mean you detach fully from the process. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't just let it go and you don't just say, okay, we'll go and do whatever you want because I trust you. Like it, does, it doesn't erase any of those things and it doesn't re- erase the reality of, a, of an actual lifestyle, especially a functioning home, especially with kids or a business where like we just don't have time for all these, all these little um, details to remember too. Half of us can't remember to pick up milk on the way home, you know, and we got to remember that our wife's out on a date with some next dude or girl or whatever, you know, or some... Oh, they have a drama now in that other relationship. She doesn't want to talk about it. Like you and I talked about that too. Like how bogus would that be? You know, especially I'm on the road or something. I can imagine coming home, you know, my partner. Great for her that she's been able to have somebody with her when I'm not there. Because I'm happy for her. That's what I'm supposed to be, right? But she's bummed out because they had a fight or something. Or because she felt used. Someone left her, whatever, whatever. But I just came home from something else. And now i got to deal with that, Right? Some people, some people, polyamorous people might be like, oh, this person's acting selfish. I'm saying, no, well, the two people already, the two core, the primary or whatever, we're already going to have things in life that we're going to have long days. We're going to want to come home and not have that much other stuff to deal with. As soon as those two other people have other relationships, they just multiplied possibly exponentially the amount of BS that they have to deal with, the amount of headaches, the amount of emotions, you know. And it's just like, who the heck has time for this? And when you need somebody and they're, you know, their head's somewhere else, like, this sucks. And more, more or less, like, on a regular day, like, you know, again, I have a roommate. It's not that common that we're both going to wake up in a bad mood, right? Usually it's just one person, right? But you start adding more and more people into this and, or one of them has a bad relationship and they're in a bad mood all the time. This really, really, really starts to drag things down. You have to start having conversations. You're like, yo, you need to leave that person. You're dragging the whole house down here. Right? I hope I'm not rambling too much. I think we could we could kind of wrap up soon. What else do you have on your 
on your list? No, I also want to like to speak about the fact, and I, I do want to emphasize this because I think this is the part that's so important to me. And I, I, I can't get it because, um, you know, when you're basically in, in that type of relationship, the, okay, so if the man is sharing, right, if you're sharing that man and say, okay, there, there, you can't be in love, like there's no, I don't think it's like, uh, like the love that um, two people would, would have, right? Because if that man really loves that woman, he wouldn't want to share her. And if she really loved that man, she wouldn't want to share him. And this is why I keep saying, I think a lot of, a lot of this is just, it's, it's about commitment issues and it's about sex and it's about, and it's about other things. Like there's so many issues going on around, um, on with this. Like there's so much things that I don't think it could be successful at all. And I think if something is successful when it comes to relationships, I think it's just between two people. And I want to emphasize on that because I, it's just, I, I can't comprehend. Like how can you love more than one person? You can't, it just, it doesn't work. I don't know. Well, you can, you, you can <clears throat> to certain degrees. I agree with you, though, that you can't have that that deepest level of love with more than one person at the same time. I think I believe I believe that, you know, if your heart's still with someone else, you really just can't get that full and not intertwined with that next person. And you can like a whole bunch of people. I have a lot of love for a lot of people. Right. But I don't have that deep level of love and commitment with a lot of people no 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 right that's it's just too much our hearts are only so big i think they are designed for that they're designed for that that knot at the bottom and then we do have a whole bunch of room you know to love a whole bunch of people in a whole bunch of different ways i mentioned i have, I have a male life partner my hetero life partner you know i care for him deeply but absolutely not on that same level and i have female friends that i've known for a long time or even that i haven't known for a long time we do have a deep connection. I do care for them deeply. I would step in if they needed me. But I do not have that bottom level. You know, the knot's already tied with somebody else. There just isn't, there isn't room for the how is your day conversation with two people. I don't have it. And if other people have it, probably again, you're literally probably not hustling enough. Like, I, I'm sorry to say, it, you know, it's not all about money. But a lot of the people that I have seen on videos and YouTube videos and stuff, that are practicing this, I'm literally just looking around their house and I'm saying these people don't have a lot of money. Well, it's great that you guys are having this relationship and that you look happy for us on this documentary, but uh, I'm really trying to move forward in life big time. You know, and I'm not talking about having a mansion. I'm talking about really being financially secure into the future. I do not want to struggle with one person. I do not want to struggle with two people, three people, etc. right? And if your head's not in the game, you're not going to make it. Really, In my opinion, 2020, we just lost... 100,000 or more businesses in this country, 100,000 or more businesses in America where you are, Sherry. So, you know, it's time to get the game face on, in my opinion, and uh, face forward into the future and not be messing around with a whole bunch of, you know, really non-committed relationships because it's only the committed ones that are actually going to help you out, like, fully. You might get opportunities. Actually, you will get opportunities from people on the fringe of your circles, those connections are going to be awesome as you're moving forward. You don't have to date all of them. You don't have to sleep with all of them. You don't have to move in with all of them. Obviously, a lot of mature people will tell you right off the bat, usually sleeping with somebody messes up the relationship. And if you meet somebody and you evaluate them and you say, wow, this person could be a good prospect to be a good customer. They could be a good prospect to hire me in their business. Maybe I want to work with them. You know, what type of value do we have for each other? good chance that sex is going to mess that up am i right on that like i'm yeah am I fair on that it's probably going to mess it up more often than not yeah of course of course um i just want to point something out by the way um i forgot to mention this and i this is something i maybe i do agree with which is um for polyamorous does remove the shame um for a lot of women um when it mm -hmm. comes to sex so the reason why I say this, I think because when, when that woman like has multiple partners and she becomes more, um, 
I, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't, like I said, I don't have experience with this, but I'm just imagining that it does remove the shame because she's going to become more aware of her, like, her wants and her needs and her, like, um, her power, too, over men to say yes and to say no and assert herself. Yeah, I, I, I guess you can say that. Yeah, because you have to understand in many cultures, many cultures, women are, are shamed. And it, for sure so i feel like this point i agree with and i think that's the only point i would agree with and i agree too you said um short term earlier when we we're on the phone oh. i agree too like if you're doing this short term that would be that would be my thing like this is how you avoid the trap of a bad committed relationship this is how you avoid the trap of not just a relationship maybe a business decision like yo you can you can play around with things you can try things out first Right. And someone offers you an opportunity. You can say, hey, do you mind if we try this for two weeks first? Like, I'm going to show up and give you my solid two weeks, make a decision at that point. Hey, you mind if I show up for two days unpaid, maybe, you know, and if I decide to say yes, and that goes on my training or whatever. Okay, maybe, you know, same with a relationship. Again, a lot of people, I've done it. I've jumped in too quickly uh, out of some form of pressure and learning this stuff definitely helped me assert myself. Like, hold on, I'm not going to commit just yet. I've been talking to this other person. She's my friend. We also happen to sleep. I don't want to cut her off. Da, 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 whatever. So uh, you can avoid messes by being open about things and by asserting yourself well, to a large degree. But the point I'm making is, okay, so I don't want to get into it too much because I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but I mean, in many cultures, women are actually shamed for being sexual, Right. And so being in this type of relationship, you can be sexual and not be shamed and you kind of get used to it. Mm. So I, I just, I wanted to point that out. That's important too, hundred percent. Cause it could be just the opposite as well. There's a lot of girls, especially I grew up in Toronto. It's very, very multicultural. A lot of people come from places in the world where their parents really, really pressure the girls not to date anybody ever kind of thing. You know, like you're going to wait until you're getting married, da, da, da. So, yeah, just the same. They're not, not empowered to um, enter into a relationship just the same as they're pressured into overcommitting to somebody, more or less, just because they asked them to. Or, you know, just because we went on the date, then we got to do the this. And just because we did that, then we got to do this. And then, okay, we've been together for six months. So I owe this person this. And breaking free from all that is really, really important. And you know, buried within here is the contract with the state, the anarchist uh, kind of thought that we really don't need a contract with the state to justify a love or a relationship and all that stuff. But uh, again, more reality. Uh, it's a legal contract that some people might want to avoid, you know, maybe for money reasons or whatever. But uh, it, it also does give you certain privileges, right? If you're married to somebody, for instance, I'm in Canada. If my wife or my, if my girlfriend is not Canadian right now, She's probably not getting in the country right now during this pandemic. You know, just one example of many of legal reasons why it is actually smart to, to combine with somebody. And there's also a, a con list for that as well. But that's totally kind of beside the point. Yeah. But Sherry, I agree with you. I think all in all that uh, the idea to, that removing jealousy and, uh, you know, other regular emotions is even possible um, or desirable i highly highly question it i mentioned the beta male thing by the way the only reason that's worth mentioning is because i think any girls practicing this you're just not going to get an alpha male if you do this and or you're going to get the wrong type of alpha male the the one that's preying on easy victims sort of thing and these people do exist in these communities. It's not all of them, but it really does exist. And I would consider myself an alpha and not the strongest or the toughest or whatever, but, you know, uh, most definitely in that category. And there's no way that I'm going to be sharing my girlfriend realistically. It's not going to happen. And uh, there might be some beta males that do it. In fact, I know there are a lot of beta males that do it. And I'm not just saying beta as in like, you know, the regular heterosexual scraggly male come in all shapes i'm also talking about the lgbtq males again where it's like I'm, I'm kind of confused already at where the the baseline of the gender is this is no disrespect or anything but like you can you can picture which types of males 
would be sharing females. And they're not the type of man, I'm putting that with a capital M, the type of man that I aspire to be, right? The type of man that's going to handle business, that's going to step up when danger is present, that's going to step up when they're really needed, that's going to be there to, to deal with all whatever, you know what I mean? A, re- a real man, just like I want a real woman too. You know, I don't want half of a woman. I don't want half of a girlfriend. I don't want a girlfriend who's got half of a foot in here and a family over here and a whatever, whatever, you know. I don't think you're going to get that as a polyamorous woman. And uh, as, as a guy seeking this, I don't think you're ever going to become the real alpha that you need to get the real woman that you need. So it, if you can get beyond that, it's, congratulations. It's not fulfilling. It really isn't. It's not it's not something that well maybe it is like think about it though if you're the sultan right? you're the sultan you got you got a gold temple you got 40 wives okay maybe in that situation it's not so bad mm. right maybe you can handle all of the excess yeah but, but but this is you this is you're talking about polygamy real right? life yeah polygamy you're talking about i feel like polygamy yeah, that's what it would be i feel like polygamy. by the way those same but i feel like polygamy and polyamory is so different just to let you know i just it's a such a different feel like i i i, I was gonna say they are yeah and most of those people like the sultan will probably have his wife either killed or immediately divorced if she were to actually be with another man right it's not exactly yeah. a, a fair utopian deal no you're right yeah but in the situation where the women does really have the power to do this i just I, i've never seen it i've never and again i just the only reason I mentioned myself thinking of myself as an alpha is because I'm sizing up these people too. That's what I'm doing, you know, and I'm not encountering alphas in this realm at all, you know. Yeah. And, and remember when you said short term, I don't know if we, if we actually spoke about this, but basically the, I was talking about how the person doesn't want to love somebody for like a long time. They want to keep moving on. I feel like that really like that's such a deal breaker, you know. To like just, mm-hmm. yeah, they, the, 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 I think that's the article that I was talking to you about yesterday. Um, it was a she or he, and she was, he or he, she was saying that, you know, they don't want to love that one person forever. You know, they're, they're, um, they're capable of loving more than one person and they don't want to do it for a long time. I don't know. I feel like that's sad, you know? I think so too. And like the, what else is there other than the future? It's like there's the present and the future. Those are the only two things that matter, really. The past is for psychopaths, I believe that. But like, if you're not in it for the future with me in any way, like, how do I care? Why do I care? You know, why, why would I invest any time with you? And that's, that's exactly. kind of what it is. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's so cold. Like, I feel like the person that's doing that, it's just, it's a cold person. I don't know. That's just, my and maybe opinion. they need to be cold to protect themselves yeah. from jerks and stuff like that. But really, though, I, you got to be open, in my opinion. You, you got to be open to the right. Uh, love and uh, obviously if you're happy with three people we're not even talking about people who are actually doing this but if you're happy with three people and you guys can make it work totally but by far the most of the people that are asking it's a totally hypothetical situation and uh, I think we've explored quite a lot of it here you know to show that it's really not the most desirable thing I think it would be really interesting though if we have like somebody that actually is in this in the polyamorous relationship and they give you like a different insight because Right now, all I'm reading is the same thing so far. It's just everything is the same thing, you know? So it would be really great if somebody's in a, in a very healthy relationship and then they give you, like, a different point of view of how everything goes. Okay, I have one last point, and I'd like to wrap it up and hear your last point if you've got one. But my last point is sort of on self-sacrifice, uh, the marshmallow test, you know, being able to uh, withhold pleasure for a bigger payout later is kind of one of the big skills that you'd need in life. There's going to be very few personal development type of programs that are not going to mention this. And this goes for sex too. Talking about guys thinking it's all alpha to, to screw every girl out there. And I do not think so. Uh, living an irresponsible life doesn't make you the, the biggest or the baddest or the most successful. In fact, a lot of the most successful people have withheld a lot of pleasure in the pursuit of success in order to cash it out later with things like the right person, right? The right business or a successful business, a happy family rather than, you know, a scattered one, that kind of thing. But I mean, with sex even more on a guy level, 
if there's a huge risk out there, I'm not promoting birth control. We're in the health business. A lot of the women that I deal with don't take birth control. Entering into a sexual relationship with them is a big deal. And again, guys would be like, oh, this is life, you know? Well, I mean, I know some guys who, who got a girl pregnant when they were 16. We never saw them again, right? <laughs> like they got to go and man up and live a whole life like that now. It's a big deal. Same thing when they're 20, 22, whatever. I'm 31. If I had a kid right now, it would really, really change things. And as a guy, you're not in control of what a woman does with her body. So the, the more women that you're involved with, the more you are taking this risk. And you're young already, probably. And that means that the woman is probably young also. And that means you're both probably not responsible enough to actually even do it, even deal with it. And let me tell you, dealing with one, two, three, four pregnancy scares a year, this can really throw your work ethic off. This can really throw your, your job off, you know, what you need to do again to move ahead in life. And probably withholding yourself from some of these so-called pleasures, going out to the bar, the whatever, not right now in COVID land, but, hmm. you know, whatever it is that you're doing, including chasing girls, including being worried about or bothered with multiple girls or even multiple friendships for no reason. When I'm when I'm trying to climb the ladder, and I am, a lot of my friends know I'm not going to be calling them pretty much at all. I, I'll hear from them now and then. I'll stop by. I'll pop in. But they know I'm, I'm on the go, and that's okay. Because certain times in life, your friend goes off to college. You don't hear from him for a while because he's doing his thing. It's okay. You know? And so I'm saying withholding is important. You don't need to screw everybody. You don't need to get into every relationship. You don't need to do it all now. If you buckle down and work hard now, you'll probably get what you want later in life. With girls, it's the same thing. It's probably going to help you more to be far more selective about who you do actually give your time to. And if you do be more selective about it, you probably won't need to mess around with three or four people because one good person outweighs 10, not, you know, one ten outweighs 10 nines, if that makes sense yeah, 100%. to me. Yeah, and it doesn't come with all the extra headache of an extra relationship. Well, that's kind of all I got to say on this right now. Yeah, I'm pretty done. <laughs> I mean, there's other, like, we'll talk about this another time, though. The, it's getting too long, I think. But yeah, this was fun, though. I appreciate it. It's in here. People ask every, you know, probably a couple times a month, maybe. So send them this link. And it's okay to do a topic that's a little bit less serious. But let me say, wrapping into the health world, like, your relationships are a huge part of your well-being. In my life, my relationships were a mess for most of my life. And it, it affected me in every way that you could think of, basically, you know. So being focused on your goals includes being focused on your relationship, being clear about what you want. And this also includes people who are reaching out to me because they have somebody pressuring them to explore polyamory and they don't want to do it exact same way that they need to be strong and say i'm not going to commit right now you need to be strong and say i'm not comfortable with that if you're not comfortable with that and that's kind of all i got to say on it all right i appreciate you and this is like <laughs> episode 25 or something by the way of this year so that's a we've done good this year that's pretty good cool well, i appreciate you sure thank you Appreciate everybody for listening and everybody who got this far. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate Andrew for letting us use this room. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. Yes.